0: Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week.
1: It is so hot outside, Kara. Oh, so hot. It's a bit of a crazy week
2: yeah. when it comes to the
1: temperatures and the heat index. Yesterday, while you were gone... Something started beeping here in the studio. Uh-oh. A beep I had never heard before.
2: That's not good. I was trying to
1: figure out what was going on. Our little weather station in here oh. had a heat index alarm that was going off. What? That only goes off when the heat index is over 120.
2: Okay, that's ridiculous. It's the
1: first time I had heard that. That's not good. That's how hot it is. <laughs> in fact, it's so hot uh, that I'm going into full dad joke mode oh, this boy. week. Oh, boy. These jokes. I feel like there's one week out of the year <laughs> where it's appropriate to pull out all of the it's so hot that jokes.
2: Yes. It, yeah Uh uh-huh and this This is is that week this is it's time so
1: without further ado yes a sampling for you (laughs) it's so hot that cows are giving evaporated milk Ah. it's so hot that i saw a bird pull a worm out of the ground with an oven mitt (laughs) it's so hot that even artificial plants are wilting oh
2: my goodness
1: and last but not least and maybe about to be true i set the house on fire just to cool off
2: (laughs) oh dear
0: and dogs are probably the typical pets, but there are other pets. Some people have fish, or a turtle, hamsters, or even a snake. But you know who doesn't like snakes? That's right, Indiana Jones hates snakes. Why? Why did it have to be snakes? And now there is a snake named in honor of Indiana Jones. A brand new species of snake was discovered in South America and has been named, I don't know if I can say this. Tachyamanides. oh gosh Ta- I don't know I give up the last part is Harrison Ford so of course paying homage to the actor Harrison Ford who plays Indiana Jones but the scientist who found the snake and named it says it helps if the name is recognizable to help preserve it to raise more awareness people know who it is what it is And that makes sense, doesn't it? But I doubt Harrison Ford would have ever imagined in the world that he would have an animal, much less a snake, named after him.
2: A lot of times when we're working on a project, my husband and I, I find myself asking this question, is is there anything I can do? Because in our relationship, he is the super practical one. And Uh. I am the one who is often kind of standing there like i don't actually know what i should be doing necessarily yeah in, in most situations okay but what's interesting is i just ran across an article today from a dad saying specifically his advice was to dads to stop asking their wife this question is there anything i can do mm. and i thought well that's interesting because i i identify with this pretty strongly yeah. i find myself asking that question a lot And the reason he says this is because he says a lot of times moms have a lot on their minds. They're trying to juggle a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes by asking that question, it's like you're adding one more task to her Uh, list to have to delegate something to you. Right, yes. And so his advice instead was to look around the house analyze the situation and then just tackle the first thing that seems to be interfering with the piece of the household. There you go. So whether that's you know the toddler and whatever's going on with him. Always
1: interfering with the piece of the household. Right
2: exactly or in my case the kitten or whether it's the dishes whatever it is just look around see what needs to be done and then do it. He's saying in that case that will make your wife's life or in my case my husband's life a lot easier and I thought that was actually some some good advice not that you can't ever ask can i do anything but sometimes maybe to just pause before you ask and look around and see is there anything that i can tackle and just take that off their plate first
0: kevin ford is known as the burger king guy the man who never missed a single work shift for 27 years at the fast food restaurant never missed a single shift not during covid or anything and he got his fame from a video of him accepting a gift from the burger king management for his 27 years of hard work and the gift was a bit underwhelming for someone with such hard work and dedication he got some candy a few dollar store items kevin himself was grateful for the gift but the internet saw this video and was outraged that someone who worked so hard was given so little in return Kevin's daughter had started a GoFundMe so that he could get money to visit his grandkids, and the internet blew up this GoFundMe, just blew it out of the water, making Kevin Ford famous and over $400,000 richer. But that was in 2022. Where is he now? News outlets have begun filling us in that Kevin still hasn't missed a single work shift, even after visiting family, going on TV interviews, and he was even gifted the experience of seeing Mount Everest, and he still hasn't missed a single work shift, and he continues to work hard. Some of his money went to his kids, so now his daughter owns a house, and he put a lot away for his retirement, but he doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon. He is so appreciative of what everyone has done for him, And he said this in a statement, reflecting on everything that has happened to him. Quote, There is a lot of ugly going on right now. There's a lot of tragedy with all the things that you see on the news daily. And I think for once, people just want to be a part of something beautiful. And believe you me, this is so beautiful.
1: Someone once said, it's better to do one thing well than to do 10 things poorly.
2: Ah, uh, yes.
1: And uh, I feel like some people, some companies, they just get this. Yeah. Like a famous example is Apple computers, right? Yeah. They make computing devices. They
2: do. <laughs> they come in
1: a few different forms, yes. laptops and phones and tablets. Right. But they make computing devices. That's what they do. They know what they're doing and they do a good job of yeah, it.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: I wish... Fast food restaurants (laughs) could figure this out, Kara. Oh, yes. But they have not. Oh, boy. Like McDonald's, cheeseburgers and fries. Yeah, you do that well. They tried to do everything for a while, though, right? That's true. Like, we're going to have coffee and salads and chicken and burgers and all that, you know. Yeah, Yeah, they did. And then they're kind of now, I think, realizing that they made a mistake and trying to, like, bring the menu.
2: Bring it back down.
1: Back down a little (laughs) bit. But not everyone else has learned this either. Oh, no. I mean, you have, like, Taco Bell, for example. They're supposed to be making well you know Tacos. not actual mexican food but no. something <laughs> approaching that yes and then they come out with like nacho fries and all this uh, stuff that doesn't I really know. fit that right yes and now wendy's i just read today they're getting in on it too oh no they're releasing loaded nacho sandwiches what and queso fries
2: nacho sandwich what yeah
1: so it's like wendy's wants to be taco bell and taco, and taco bell wants to be wendy's <laughs> like you can all just be your own thing yes. stop
0: it <laughs> out Mr. Rogers was onto something. I mean we should have already known that because kindness is the best policy, but now there is empirical scientific data to support saying hi to your neighbor is good for you. This comes from an article on the Good News Network and says, According to the Gallup National Health and Well-Being Index, saying hello to more than one neighbor was shown to correlate with greater self-perception of well-being. The report itself is quoted as saying this, Notably, greeting neighbors is also linked to career well-being, meaning to like what you do each day, physical well-being, having energy to get things done, and financial well-being, managing your money well. The associations found among these latter three elements are likely more multifaceted in nature and could be reinforced in part through the correlations found with social and community well-being. Ooh, a bunch of scientific information to say we are better when we are active in our communities and doing something as simple as saying hello neighbor. Personally, I like saying hi to my neighbors and spreading the smiles. It's contagious.
2: It's so hot out, we can't stop trying to find ways to describe just how hot <laughs> out it is.
1: That's true. That's
2: about where we're at, y'all. And yeah. so I saw this on Facebook today. It was just too perfect. I had to share. Friend posted a little picture. Remember that level in Super Mario 3 where the sun is actually trying to kill you? Oh, I do remember that. The sun that. has this like super angry yes. face, yeah. and it like follows you around. It like, follows
1: you around. And it actually, spins around with the sky. Yes! And every once in a while, it like, dive you. It dives you. at you. Yeah. Yes. You gotta well, dodge it.
2: Pretty much... That's today. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, we're living in this video game. Super Mario Level 3. Sun's trying to kill (laughs) us all. Stay safe, y'all.
0: As we get closer to the fall season, we are also approaching football season. Now I am not a football person, I do not care about the Super Bowl, but what I do care about is seeing people help others. And that's why I love this story. Super Bowl champion Leonard Fournette visited a summer camp in New York that is for kids of all ages struggling with cancer, disabilities, and chronic medical conditions. The kids went wild after he arrived by helicopter. He did football drills with them, they danced, laughed, and he gave them a powerful speech, encouraging these kids to keep showing their incredible spirit, and he ensured that each child had a memorable experience with him. The Super Bowl champion said this, quote, The battle these kids face every day and for the rest of their lives, they're the champions in our heart.
1: been doing some thinking about the word balance Hmm. we all want balance in Hmm. our lives right right people talk about trying to keep all their plates spinning without Hmm. dropping them people talk about work-life balance right people talk about learning to balance their emotions but what happens when we inevitably get out of balance Hmm. because it's going to happen right it's a good question A project at work takes up more of our time than normal for a season. Or we feel more sad than happy for a period of time after experiencing a loss. Like Mm. these things are normal, right? Yeah. So it occurred to me, what if we thought a little bit less about achieving or maintaining balance and more about rhythms? Mm. Because creation is filled with a sense of rhythm. Really come to appreciate this word. I mean, there's night and day, summer, fall, winter, spring, Mm. the ocean's tides, waking and sleeping, Weekdays and weekends, mm. sowing and harvesting. I was reading something from a rabbi. His name is Natan Margalit, and he says that sometimes. As human beings, we try to ignore rhythms. Mm. Other animals, like, they don't have this luxury. Yeah. But we invent devices to keep ourselves connected 24-7. Ooh. We keep our factories running day and night. Yeah. Sometimes we even try to, like, fool animals, like hens, into laying more eggs by keeping their lights on all oh, the time. right. This is all in the name of progress and convenience and freedom and profits. Mm. But in the midst of all that, he says, we have lost the music of life. Mm. And so I think it's okay if things get out of balance sometimes. Mm. In fact, I think we have to normalize that because it is normal. Yeah. It's part of the rhythms of life. Interesting. And I just think there's something really deeply valuable in recognizing that there is an ebb and flow to life. Mm. Just like the seasons of a year that ultimately we can't control. Yeah. All we can really do is learn to understand what season of life we're in Mm -hmm. and then embrace that season Mm. instead of fighting it.
0: Yeah. Imagine being friends with someone for 68 years, that's a long time to be friends. Now imagine that friend is someone you've never met in person. Well, that's pretty crazy and meeting them for the first time would be definitely special. Patsy and Carol Ann were pen pals since 1955, thanks to being in a similar program. It's called Girl Scouts on our side of the Atlantic, but for the British, they call it Girl Guides. And they were connected through this and began writing letters to each other as young girls. They talked about life and then eventually as I got older, talking about marriages, families, and they always sent each other cards for birthdays, Christmas, but they were just never able to meet up until recently. Patsy told her daughter that she really wanted to see Carol Ann, and so for her birthday, she was given the gift of tickets to the USA to visit her friend in South Carolina. Patsy said as soon as Carol Ann opened the door, she recognized her immediately. It was quite emotional and wonderful, and the pair enjoyed a great time together, like the lifelong friends that they are. Friendship is so beautiful, and I strive to be as good of a friend as Patsy and Carol Ann, because at any point, they could have gotten busy, they might have just stopped writing, and they didn't. And that's the kind of friend I'd like to be. Thanks for listening to The Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on The Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.